Hi, and welcome to episode 45 of season two of the Connect 2 podcast. My name is Jeff Cullen. And I'm Mark Hughes. And Jeff, you seem to be in a very good mood. I am in a good mood. Excellent. I don't want to really talk about it. <laughs> lest, lest it fall apart. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm really good. Excellent. Although it's a bit chilly today, right? We had like two days of summery weather. And it's been a few times now where it's been a little chillier and rainy. And I immediately think, well, that's it. Summer's over. But maybe I'm a little cynical. <laughs> Puns. Okay. How are things, Mark? I uh, things are okay, mostly. Okay. Uh, I've got lots of stuff on the go. Problem yeah. is, I volunteer for some boards, and everything needs to be done all at the same time. And uh, yeah, that's not good. Ah, yes. The, Especially uh... as I'm just preparing to go for about. Well, two trips in the course of about a month. Right. One of them is pretty exciting, right? You're going to Portugal. I am going to, to Portugal family. to visit some cousins. And uh, my brother is coming for the first time and and since uh, since he was 10 years old. So he has not been oh, in Portugal wow. since he's 10. Doesn't speak in a lick of Portugal. I knew, you, I knew he was going with you. I hadn't realized he hadn't been since he was a kid. That's cool. That's not the infamous trip where you broke... Uh, well, you injured yourself, was yep, it? Yep, totally. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I scarred him. Maybe it's all PTSD. I'm gonna suggest you don't recreate that of that that stunt. <laughs> what did I do with our thing for the coffee? Oh, I don't know. I thought I saw it on the desk. Here is that it, is. it there? Yeah. Okay, we found it. Oh, okay. So today, uh, mm -hmm. so if you're new to the channel, rate, review, mm -hmm. subscribe. Please join us in our merriment. Um, last week's title, I had some trouble with the title for last week's episode because it was like, uh, you know, I, I basically said, uh, the smorgasbord episode. Because, That's right. Because we fell down a rabbit hole. We were going to talk about, about spring. Wasn't it spring? Something like that. Yeah. And then it, and then it, 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 it never basically happened. really didn't yeah. happen. Okay. So today we have a bit more focused episode. <laughs> yeah, let's hope. Uh, and to help us focus, we have coffee. Um, from Propeller Coffee Company out of Toronto, Ontario, a Brazilian bean this time. Um, and uh, it is the natural and honey process with tasting notes of molasses, chocolate, no, cocoa, and smoky. I don't know what a smoky tasting note is. but I, It's definitely smoky. I it like is. It. It's the darkest ro roast that they offer. We work to keep it consistent because some loyal fans and they don't want it to change. So this is the rivet, the rivet one. So yeah, it's quite, where's it from? Oh, it says you may, it's from uh, um, Toronto and oh, yeah. uh, the country's Brazil. You may notice the slightly smaller bean size in this co coffee. Pea berries are a natural mutation where only one seed develops inside a coffee cherry instead of two, and some people believe it makes sweeter and more complex coffees. But the biggest benefit to using pea berry coffees is roasting. He said the smaller and consistent size makes roasting easier. There you go. I've I've had pea berry coffee. I know it's uh, I've I've enjoyed it. So. Mm -hmm. It's quite smooth. I'm liking this one. So yeah, definitely has a little bit of that bite from the darkness, but it's not bitter. I, when I went to visit uh, my brother-in-law, they had some some Starbucks in one of their coffee things, coffee mm -hmm. maker things, and it was just like, it was so incredibly bitter. I'm just like, they like the dark roast, but to me, it just tastes burnt. Mm, interesting. So, um, 
Any dad jokes today? Oh, man. Oh, I man. I forgot about the dad jokes. Did you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know. Although, I don't have a dad joke, but I, I just saw uh, one of those internet theories about dad jokes that said that the reason that uh, Darth Vader's one-liners are so corny is that because he's really a dad and he's basically telling dad jokes. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. I told my wife I was building a scale model of Mount Everest, and she asked, is it to scale? <laughs> and I replied, no, it's to look at. <laughs> See, that's that's deep cut, man. That's brilliant. <laughs> I like that. Um, if two wrongs don't make a right, what do two rights make? A left? No, a working airplane. <laughs> um... Okay, I wish I'd come up with some of these. All kinds of weird stuff here today. Yeah. <laughs> oh. These are not all dad jokes. No, what the heck? Uh-oh. That's because I'm in the wrong place. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do with Twitter when Twitter dies, because it's going to die. It seems like <laughs> it it's is going to. It is definitely in the process becoming of becoming a, a cesspool of... Uh, it's, it's, it's gotten pretty bad. It um, really has. Uh, what happens when a microscope bangs into a telescope? <laughs> I don't know. You have a kaleidoscope. <laughs> of course. I should have thought of that. And you know, not everybody thinks Cleopatra was beautiful. But that's how Julius sees her. <laughs> <laughs> Historical dad jokes. And why did Adele cross the road? Why did Adele cross the road? Adele, like the singer? Yeah. I don't know. To say hello from the other side. There you go. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. All right, uh, what did you learn this week? Oh, man, I learned something interesting and, and kind of scary at the same time. So it's really big brain time. Um, so I love Lex Fridman's podcast. Lex Fridman is a uh, an MIT guy, right? So his latest podcast that just came out last week, he's interviewing um, uh, an MIT a physicist professor named Max Tegmark, who is sort of one of the leading uh, AI guys, okay? okay? And so AI, as we know, is, well, we don't really appreciate how fast it's going. So Max Tegmark is leading a, a group to write an open letter to pause all AI... Uh, training for six months training like for training the AI? training ai systems and all that because there's a, f a growing fear that this thing might actually like get away from us right like because we don't know how it works and um it's poop it's 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 well some physicists are coming out saying this is actually going to destroy humanity not 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 one of these Global warming will screw up civilization. Some of these guys are afraid it will. There will be no more humans left like soon. And in his treatise on this, and this is the thing that I learned, he kept referring to Moloch. And I was like, what the hell is he talking about? So Moloch is a, and this is why being smart is important. It is a, a mental model. It's a, I don't know what you'd call it, philosophical or an intellectual um, supposition that works this way. So it's the personification of the forces that coerce competing individuals to take actions, which although locally optimal, ultimately lead to a situation 
where everyone is worse off. So he's arguing that right now what's happening with AI, and this has happened, he goes, Moloch is the, the root of all evil in human uh, uh, history, okay? So hang on a sec. Uh, no individual is able to universally break out of the dynamic. The situation is a bad Nash equilibrium, a trap. So Nash being the guy that they did the uh, mathematician, a beautiful mind, okay, right, okay, was, yeah. was Nash. So he gives an example here. They call it the Red Queen race between scientists who must continuously spend more time writing grant applications just to keep up with their peers doing the same. Through unavoidable competition, they all have lost time while not ending up with any more grant money. However, any scientist who unilaterally tried to not engage in the competition would soon be replaced by one who still does. If they all promise to cap their grant writing time, everyone would face an incentive to defect. So the argument behind Moloch, and Moloch was a, a, a demon from oh, like okay. the Sumerian times or something, right? But they're using it. And it's this idea that we get trapped in these dynamics. So right now, AI, every AI company is incentivized to move forward, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a race to something. But like like the argument goes, we, we don't really know what we're racing towards, and yet nobody can stop. Um, so arms races, there's all of these historical precedents. Uh, well, it's, I mean, right uh, now in, in, that, in that Silicon sort of, Valley, it's like, uh, wouldn't it be cool if, and exactly. they chase it, but they don't actually think about where they're going to well, end Well, that's up. exactly the problem. So they want to do a six-month moratorium. And and like you said, lots of examples in in the in the podcast of where human society has uh, fought back against Moloch. Like when we we well, for instance, um, like when we stopped acid rain, we got away from you know fluorocarbons. Like we've managed, or even certain treaties around you know nuclear proliferation, and we've managed to do it. But the fear is right now. This is so according to Tegmark, like we are at the precipice of perhaps something that humanity has never faced, right? It's a fascinating uh, uh, um, supposition, but he's basically saying, look, we need to, to, because of Moloch, we need to take six months to stop all of the research. Everybody can unilaterally agree to it, remove the, the, this fear, right? This, this drive. And we need to put in some place, some, what we call, he calls artificial intelligence safety, yeah. um, because once this thing gets out of the box, right, like it is potentially uh, like like a civilization ending. And the funny thing is he talked about all these things that somebody wrote decades ago, like what are all the things we should not do with AI? And then he goes through all of them and we've exactly done all of them. So we should not let it have access to the internet. Well, we've done that, right? We shouldn't let it learn how to code. We've taught it how to code. We shouldn't, we shouldn't <laughs> let it learn about human psychology. Well, we've tapped it into social media, so it's able to absorb all of this information. So he's like, so we're doing all of these things that are wrong. And he's now he's an AI guy, right? So he's not like saying we should we shouldn't go there. Or he's just saying we need to take a breath because of and, and we can't or it's going to be very difficult to do that because of this concept of Moloch. And I thought, well, this is fascinating well, and, uh, and terrifying. Well, I think I think what fundamentally <laughs> like uh, I think two problems one is as soon as ai gets out there will be people who will use it for nefarious purposes absolutely it's kind of like a given 
But I think fundamentally what they need to do is something like Isaac Asimov's five rules of robotics, well, where basically say, okay, you can develop by AI, but here are the rules, right? And uh, especially like the do no harm to a human. Right. That is huge. Exactly. Like, and uh, I don't think anybody's doing that. No. Is it, like they need like this basic rules or core values of an AI. Exactly. And then it needs to start with that. And it, it, so if it's making decisions, it has to look at those core values and say, is my thing that I'm going to do contrary to my value or not? And, uh, and then it will go far. Well, and then there's always the law of unintended consequences too. If, if you give it a directive that is at the, and I mean, this goes back to sci-fi, right? Like this, how many times in Star Trek or other sci-fi shows like, like uh, Philip K. Dick stuff, where it's given a directive that is uh, on the surface seems to make sense. And then it just pursues that to terrible outcomes. Hal 9000. Yeah, exactly. Totally. uh, Remember, even in the X-Files, it wasn't an AI, but it was the genie episode, right? Where Fox, one of his wishes is world peace. And so she just eliminates every other human on the planet except him. And he's like, what the hell is happening? And she's like, well, there you go. World peace, right? No more. Just you. Okay, luckily he had one more wish like, to Time reverse to that. Oh, I, <laughs> right? I don't think I ever saw that episode. But it's, uh, yeah, so the AI could easily misinterpret or, and that's what he's saying, like we, because we don't know, it's like, it's like a three hour podcast. So they went into some really deep stuff. Like we don't know, is it developing consciousness? We don't know. It's a black box, right? How would you know? Uh, and ultimately, and like he said, Chad GPT is not what we need to be afraid of. What we need to be afraid of is, the iterations that are yet to come, right? Well, Once this thing start... starts creating its own successor, right? And then we don't really know how it even did that. That's well, where it's going to well, get I don't wild, know, right? I don't know if I talked about this in a previous podcast, but I was listening to, I think it was Hard Fork. And so it, it, through MIT, they've gone and um, done a research project. So typically with ChatGPT and the newer versions, the paid versions of ChatGPT, Basically, you have a session, and then at the end of the session, it kind of flushes all that stuff out, and it doesn't carry over to your next session. Right. But MIT was able to basically create a a small community, a town. They called it Smallville. Okay. And they populated with AIs. Okay, so the AIs were characters they basically said you're this kind of character you're this kind of character and basically created a town of them and then basically had the ai run continuously and in a way that it didn't flush so it kept kept developing and basically allowed the ais to interact with each other Mm -hmm. and what they discovered is they got some very human-like behaviors they got uh so uh and they have this little town and there was like a celebration for one of the uh town folk and uh, they threw a party there were 12 people invited only seven showed up two didn't bother to respond three said they're not coming and it's so it's and and then what and they had spontaneous stuff coming from uh-huh. the ais as they interacted with each other including 
uh, gossiping about other AIs that weren't as part of the conversation and uh, just the, you know, I don't like this guy because he does that. And so they, so they, they there's some very um, complicated title for the, the paper. So this is part of a paper that was published with these researchers. I think it's out of MIT. And um, yeah, they were a little bit concerned because yeah. basically they're kind of interacting it's like uh it's like uh and uh, uh uh there's um i've been watching this tv show uh star wars the bad batch and there's there's like droid bars okay the bars that the droids go to and then the, they had some problems with droids uh no is it bad batch no it was uh it was the mandalorian Okay, and, uh, I haven't seen that episode. There's yet. an episode yeah. where, anyway, there's droids that are going a bit bonkers, and, yeah, and they go hang out at a at a droid bar, and there's some there's some stuff going on at the <laughs> okay, droid we'll bar that is it, affecting yeah. other ones. So yeah. you're, you're not up to, to speed on the, no, the, I haven't the watched season it. finale is today. I know, but we're uh, we've only got the first four episodes under our belt because oh, we've just been busy. Um, well, that was one of the things that he was talking about is, and you hit on it right now. Humans, we have these self-reflective loops, right? And and once the AI begins to do that, is that where consciousness will emerge? Because if it's a one shot and it has no memory, and I actually I was wondering about that. Does Chad GPT have a memory? Right? Will it remember? Because once it starts having that that iterative loop effect, that's where that's where things, things get, really, get really interesting. Yeah, apparently right now from sessions it doesn't have an iterative loop. So, uh, but there is a way you can make it remember stuff. Um, at least that was the way it was described. I mean, I don't know yeah. enough. I don't use the paid so, version of Chat. Anyhow, it, it made sense when, first of all, this concept of Moloch, which is not just an AI based thing, it's, it's a fundamental human. I was like, wow, fascinating, right? There's so many things that have been, you know, put forward that we don't know about, right? Just these mental thoughts. And so, you know, degrees in philosophy and, and logic make a lot of sense. And then the reality of how quickly, and that's what he was saying, like the average person, like most people, like almost everybody, including government officials, don't know how fast this stuff is accelerating. Yeah, it right? is definitely it's an expen exponential speeding up. Well, people of, have trouble. So if you have, right? if you have a penny, you start with a penny and you double it every day. How much are you going to have at the end of 30 days? Oh, it's millions of dollars, it's 15 right? Mil it's over 15 million. Yeah. That's with a penny. Sure. And so people don't really understand the concept of exponential. No, we can't get our heads around it. Um, Except you and I, because... Because you know, we're super the smart. big brains yeah. on us, right? Uh, so speaking of big <laughs> brains, so the thing I learned is... So um, The Last of Us. So I watched the whole thing. Right. Still haven't watched it. Oh, really? No. Okay. So, uh, but you have played the game. I've played the game. Okay. So the, 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 and I'm halfway through part two. So, so the, 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 the TV series is based upon the story of the first, the first game. First yeah. game. Okay. Um, and it, uh, and this is not really a spoiler. It basically is about a type of zombie infection based upon fungus yes okay so a fungus that and is the fungus is the type of infection that we don't have a great deal of protection against this is true 
The thing that's really interesting is it's fundamentally based on zombie ants. Yes. So there are these zombie ants that exist in, I believe it's in Indonesia. Right. And so mm-hmm. it's a, a, a type of fungus. Now, it's affects only one species of ants. It hasn't spread to other ants. Um, and it's a very specific fungus. Yep. But basically what it does is it infects the ants. Right. Causes these ants to become, um, and it doesn't affect their brain. The funny thing is the only thing it doesn't affect is the brain. It actually affects the muscles. Really? It affects, yeah, it affects it's all through all through the but except the brain and basically so the suggestion is maybe these these uh zombie amps are actually a prisoner of their own body because basically their body now is commanded by these spores these cordyceps and they basically well they normally live in the treetops okay and they go all the way down to the very bottom they find the north side of a tree to an underside of a leaf that's approximately 25 to 26 centimeters above the ground. It has to have high humidity of about 95%. And the ant will clamp on to the center stem of the leaf. And uh, so this is contrary to the normal ant behavior. Of course, and it, yeah. And with a much more powerful bite than ever. And it sits there and then it the the spore reprodu- reproduces and will catch any other ants that are down on the floor um so it's it's uh, sh- shocking because it actually is robotic control of this ant it is not a new uh spore it is an old spore it's been going on for a long time the thing that's also interesting is you go like oh could this affect humans and the short answer is probably not yeah probably not but isn't the first scene they're like well, uh, you know, we would need to have a significantly more higher global temperature. And people are like, no, oh, no, boy. no, no, it's that, no. That's, that's not the, <laughs> but, but the thing about the, um, the thing about it is apparently there is something that about a third of our population is currently infected with that does affect your brain activity and causes you to do things that you don't normally do. Oh, and it's, it's, uh, it is a foodborne. It's called uh, toxoplastic, um, toxoplasma <laughs> gondii. It's a parasite. We should call this the terror episode. And it basically can cause seizures. It can cause uh, outbursts. It, it is spread through poorly cooked food uh, with cysts and is uh, the, the biggest um, uh, conveyor of this uh-huh. is through cats oh really yeah and about a third of the population has it in their um their their blood and it actually will often uh affect long-term um cognition and really is it cat scratch fever no (laughs) no it's called toximosis wow a A third of the population plasmosis and um, it's a parasitic disease called caused by Toxoplasma gondii, an apicomplexian. Wow. Anyway, uh, people typically just have a few weeks or months of flu, mild flu-like illnesses, but there are long-term consequences. And about a third of the population of the planet has this. Um, no, it says about up to half is infected by uh, Gandhi, but have no symptoms. <laughs> 
Oh my God. So, but apparently there's some evidence that it does affect uh, brain function. Sleep tight, folks. Yeah. So anyway, today's uh, today's episode, uh, yeah. since we should get on with it, yeah. is we are talking about things they don't tell you about getting older. Good so, things, bad well, things. Well, I've got I've got a list here of fourteen Mostly things. Bad. Oh, I see. Okay, good. Fourteen things they didn't tell you about getting older. Okay. Um, so, but apparently, uh, so one of the things. So there's some good things and yep. then some not so good things. Okay. Let's go. So uh, first thing is apparently they they call them the golden ages for age for a reason because you you have some perks. So one is you're getting good at using what you've learned. Ah. They call it it's called crystallized intelligence, and it keeps getting better even if you're sixty five or seventy. Interesting. So um, so that's good. Everybody always thinks people are losing cognition, but but now you're able to use that information with wisdom i guess that's that's it's what called wisdom okay so So far so good (laughs) number number two even though everybody knows the crotchety old guy it turns out that most people um men or women uh don't necessarily turn out to be grumpy you're probably more agreeable to at least until you're through your 60s to be happier and less inclined to get angry Interesting. Scientists haven't figured out why this happens, but they do have some theories. Older people might control their emotions better and focus more on how to make the most of life. There so, you go. So, um, some learning. Number three. Number three. Play well with others. Okay. Be more in tune with others' emotions in your 40s than at any other time in your life. In your 40s. In your 40s. Oh. I'm past that. Unless you have some kind of childhood trauma. <laughs> that insight point, into it how... takes longer. That insight takes into how others think and feel, make uh, living with loved ones easier and help you get along better with coworkers as well. Interesting. Which which I think is true because I think you tend to find with people in their 20s and 30s, they tend to be way more self-centered. Well, sure. And uh, in yeah. 40s, you tend to have kids and kids certainly yeah, change you got your... stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, surprisingly, better sex. Ah, this is always good. Uh, older women have uh, less uh, sex less often than when they were younger, but they tend to make it count. A study of women over forty and over researchers found that sexual satisfaction improved with age. Nice. And women over eighty are more likely than those between fifty-five and seventy-nine to say they were satisfied during sex. Wow. Maybe you just got a bad memory here. <laughs> <laughs> Over uh, 80. Yeah, look at yeah. that. That's good. There's hope for us still. That's right. Um, a taste for life. Okay. As you age, medications, illnesses, and allergies all change your sense of safe taste and smell. Okay. So this can affect your diet. But if you but uh if it means that if you want more taste, you need to add some herbs and olive oil and thyme. Okay. Uh, things like thyme so and rosemary, garlic. Uh, you need a bit yeah. more. Just stay away from salt. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's something I didn't tell you about. It's uh, hair. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, hair where you don't want it and no a, hair where you it's do. It's, it's around the time Story your hair it. starts to disappear. <laughs> it can show up in the strangest places. That's right. It means lar- large hairs sh- showing up in a guy's noses and ears yep like 
ear hair. I, that's just oh, like you see the these weird... old guys who just have let it get away, and it's like, wow. So I got a I got a special trimmer, ear <laughs> nose trimmer. It's uh, it's a god saver. And but every it... now and then, and then Cosby joked about that too, where it's like it sort of just well, not that I want to use Bill Cosby as a good example, but it was back before all the scandals, where uh, yeah, like one day it's not there, and the next morning you look in the mirror, and you're like. Where the fuck did that hair come from? Yeah, just, I, get, they, I get that with eyebrow hairs. All of a and sudden, it's like, you know, and half an inch long. And it's like, did this thing grow overnight? Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, older women may notice small hairs on their chins. Yes. Especially since they didn't have hairs on their chins before. So. That's true. It's a hormonal thing. Right? Um, good chance you'll become a morning person oh, that you've always wanted to be, in, but in your 60s. Uh, wow. Sleeping patterns tend to shift as we age, so we get to sleepier earlier and wake up earlier. <laughs> yeah. Seems to work out well. Um, <laughs> Good night, Grandma. It's four in the afternoon. <laughs> um, once you hit your 70s, people that suffer migraines, uh, they may go away. Oh, interesting. Only 10% of women and 5% of men over 70 still report migraines. Okay. Um, if you don't have a migraine, it may not actually come with a headache as people may experience some migraines as visual or sensory disturbances without pain. I have, I, I've never got headaches with as migraines. Okay. Uh, in fact, I rarely get headaches, but I've had visual migraines. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You end up getting like, uh, it's like, a for a brief period of time, I'll see like a spots things moving across my eyes like it's like a kaleidoscope it's really weird wow i've um, occasionally had like little uh not floaters but almost like uh like little sparks yeah okay. that could be a visual migraine okay very so, rarely but like maybe half a dozen no, not even a couple times i remember that yeah okay. I've, I've probably had it only a few times but yeah I didn't know what they were and turned out they're interesting visual migraines, okay. especially if they're kind of sparkly or yeah colorful. yeah yeah okay uh, early retirement may not be the best thing for your health unless you have a fun second career. Hey, hey. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> a study called the Longevity Project found that people who work hard at their job enjoy life the longest. Right. That along with good friends and a good marriage could be a key to sticking around. Exactly. This that. is why I'm excited. Remember, Kurt told Picard that in Generations. He did. Don't let them promote you. Don't <laughs> let them. Anything that gets you away from the big chair. <laughs> It's true. Man, everything goes back to Trek. Uh, number 10, fear is not your friend. Fear is not your friend. You may worry more about breaking bones as you age. I totally. Oh, yeah. Well, one study found about a third of adults over 65 have that fear. Okay. It's understandable because falls are the leading cause of injuries for older people. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm more fearful. I think as I get older, I'm more fearful of doing things that are going to hurt me. Oh, interesting. So why is it not your friend? Are they saying just, just override the fear and go, man? Maybe. I don't know. That's a good question. Right? Number 11, self-esteem, self-confidence. Self self-esteem soars as you age. Studies show and increases with wealth, education, good health, and employment. But it takes a dip after 60. Really? It may start, it may be because people begin to have health issues uh -huh. and start searching for a new sense of purpose following retirement. Yeah. I do think that's a be, big thing. Is it that. could also be part of our toxic, sick culture too, where, you know, uh, the, the sort of unmarketed to the, you know, people become kind of ignored by media and whereas uh, like Tom Peters, 
keeps beating the drum for marketing people. You know, he says, you know, the most powerful demographic in, in America and probably globally, but is, you know, uh, women over the age of 55. Right. And he goes, and they're completely ignored by all these companies, but they have, they have resources, they have money, right? They control usually the household spending and they are totally ignored. Ignored. And he goes, and it's, it's, it's insane. Interesting. Uh, less stress. Baby boomers and older adults report less stress than their younger counterparts, according mm. to the American Psychological Association's annual Stress in America yeah. report. It doesn't mean it goes away. Health and money problems still crop up, but the APA says 9 out of 10 adults say they're doing enough to manage it. Interesting. So okay. interesting. Maybe, again, you just, you know, uh, learn some uh, some better coping mechanisms with age, right? Here's a, here's a less optimistic one. The longer you're alive, the more gravity brings you down. <laughs> like literally? Uh, the spaces between your bones and your spine, your vertebrae, get closer together. Sure. And you, well, make you people can make you get... about an inch shorter yes. as you get older. But you can counter that with exercise and gravity and... boots, <laughs> right? Yeah. Stretching. So that's the thing. Like, you know, you see people who stop doing activity mm -hmm. and... I can't speak for the average, but I know like my mother, you know, stopped doing a lot of physical activity. Once she started having sort of aches and pains, you know, she got into this mindset of she couldn't do anything else. Because and that became, of course, then yeah, a you snowball do, you, effect, you do right? Have to, yeah, you do have to push her through some aches and pains. Absolutely. The, the biggest issue I, I find is recovery. Yeah. Like as you get older, the recovery time is longer. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And number 14... Uh, it says graying of America may be a good thing for you. Those 60 and over tend to cast ballots more than any other age group. They're the fasting, fastest growing block of voters in the U.S. And <laughs> this is American. That means more voting power on topics as you age, such as Medicare, Social right. Security, health care. And if you're in the U.S., guns. And, and guns. <laughs> well, we'll see here, right? I've been watching. Uh, there's a, a, a TikToker, not TikToker. Yeah. Twitter, a Twitter person, not TikTok, who uh, who I've known for years. He's a uh, an energy economist. I won't name his name, his name but he started a, a bit of a movement on Twitter right now. The uh, blocked by Danielle party, <laughs> right? So anybody who's been blocked by her, but uh, he oh, was, was this DK Gray? Yeah, okay. Dave Gray. Yeah, he was making the point of uh, exactly that. How is this going to play? You know, in the province here with the older generation this this push to de-index our uh, uh cpp and turn it you know create this own alberta pension plan um oh, yeah. a lot of people who are in that age demographic who maybe have gone along with some of the shenanigans i think when it hits to that that might be a little bit of a bridge too far for these folks right wow it's like what <laughs> Well, I've got a couple of... Don't worry about your pension. We're going to invest it in stupid crap that we might lose it, but it's going to be okay. I've got a couple of <laughs> couple of bonus ones, too. Okay. Well, so, maybe you give me a personal one. A personal one? Yeah. What have I learned? Uh, well, what... Or, or I mean, I'm something still, that's happened I'm that still like, relatively young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, am I. Uh, but We're in our mid-50s. Things freaking hurt all of a sudden after nothing 
Like, uh, like I said, I, I was saying earlier, I was uh, running on a treadmill yesterday, feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um, um, as part of like doing a workout at Orange Theory, and uh, and not sponsored by Orange Theory. No. And uh, all of a sudden, like midway, like my hips started hurting. <laughs> now it hurts a fair bit today. Yeah. And I'm going like. Like I didn't change anything. I didn't fall. No, nope. I didn't hit anything. <laughs> I just, and it, it was like halfway through. It just all of a sudden, oh, and uh, and I'm going like, should I stop? No, no, it'll go away. And yeah, it didn't go away. So interesting. And so I seem to be spending a lot of my time trying to figure out how to overcome whatever ache or injury I'm currently. <laughs> currently dealing with so back issues a nerve in my yeah. shoulder it's you know it's funny i when i was younger i actually my wife used to call it the pain of the day and i always aches and pains turns out that was kind of stress related mm -hmm. psychological so i've actually been living quite with less pain over the last 10 years but yeah i i know what you mean suddenly like the other day my wrist hurt for no reason like yeah. i wasn't i didn't do anything i just like i went to pick up a pen well, and like 10 minutes ago, I was writing fine. And now suddenly it's like, Ooh, my, like what, why is this like, what? And it was pretty painful. And then about an hour later, like I got distracted and whatever it was, was gone. And I'm like, okay. Well, that's the thing is when I was younger, if I got aches and pains, I'm going like, Oh yeah, I remember hitting that or do, but now it's just like spontaneous, just twinges. Again, and I'm going to, I'm going to reference Bill Cosby here just because he had some really good stuff, but he had a whole sketch about that. Yeah. Around about the time he was turning 50, right? Like he had been a runner and he talked about that running and getting a pain in his knee. And he's like, still thinking it was like in his twenties. He goes, when you're 20, you just go like, shake it off. Right. Just like, exactly. Exactly. And then, but at 50, the body was like, Oh yeah. Deeper. <laughs> shake this off. Exactly. So yeah, that begins to happen where you're like, what is happening here? So my bonus one is about uh, people thinking that older adults can't learn new things. Apparently, we still have the ability Pish posh. as we get older to not only learn new things, but uh, create new memories, improve performance on a variety of skills. Sure, um, absolutely. There are some changes in thinking, and most, but many of the cognitive changes are positive, mm -hmm. such as having more knowledge or insight from a lifetime experiences. Trying and learning new skills may even improve cognitive abilities. I also think, and this, I was just, and I, I don't think I was just teaching this about, you know, cause again, there's a huge bias in, in modern society and in, and industry, you know, against older workers, right? We've heard like people in their fifties getting laid off and, but the reality was, yeah, even onboarding older employees tend to be a lot more adaptable. And part of the theory is because when you're young, like it's probably the same in every element of life, right? Like you're first getting fired or break up or like, it's huge. Right. And by the time you're in your fifties, let's say the, the layoff or changing job thing, you've probably changed jobs. You might've been fired. You might've been laid off, you know, number of times. And you, it was crappy when it happened, but you bounce back, you work through it. Yeah, and exactly. so now it happens again and people are like, it's just, you've got that broader perspective to put it into, uh, uh, into its right frame, right? But yeah. when a younger employee, and Scott Galloway has been talking a lot about this in the tech sector, because a lot of these 
people who've been laid off, you know, from the big tech companies, um, they came out of university like 10 years ago and they've just been riding this wave of, of um, ever increasing salaries. And all of a sudden for them, it's like, this is the first time that they're like, out you go, buddy. Yeah, exactly. People are freaking out uh, partly because it's never happened to them before. And also of course, because those $120,000 jobs, you know, in the rest of the economy are a little harder to come by. Right. So yeah, you move back to uh, uh, Oklahoma, you know, with mom and dad and you're not getting, even if you find a job, let's say with an insurance company, you know, they're not paying you 120 K it's like, you're making like 60 K. Well, it's a freaking out. Well, I think Scott Galloway has been going on about if you can work from home, you can work from India. Right. So there is, uh, and uh, I just, um, I was just reading a thing this And soon Africa. Apparently India is either just about or has overtaken China as the most populous country on the planet. Mm -hmm. Right. The Indian subcontinent is nowhere near as big as China. No. But China has had a, you know, because of a lot of initiatives that they've taken Yep. Uh, will have a significantly reduced, uh, well, has had a decrease in their population. So, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about India, kind of the, uh, they're sort of the sleeper, if you will, right? Because everybody's been for decades now, it's all been like, if you look at Time Magazine and just the general rhetoric, China rising, you know, rise of the dragon. And, but people have now been saying, so India, when you really look at it, their technology, their education, Right. And they're more of a, they're a liberal democracy. Not quite. I mean, they've got a very interesting history, but they're not an authoritarian regime um, by any means like China. And they're in, they're in, you know, they're industrious, they're, they're capitalist and they've got a heck of a lot of people and very highly educated population. Exactly. Um, so yeah. India rising. Yeah. It's uh, apparently the, the, the output from China economically has is is surpassed India. So India used to be much higher uh, productivity per person. Oh, okay. In the early seventies and eighties, but China kind of has turned that around, and the 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 economic output per person in China has gone gone through the roof, mostly because of some very specific. Um, policies from the Chinese government, but that is slowing down. Yes. And um, India has the potential to do the same because they've, they've been going up. So any interesting, interesting. Uh, what media are you consuming? Well, I haven't started it yet. Um, but the last season of better call Saul just dropped yesterday. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to be looking at that. And I started watching a show. Uh, I had seen clips of it and I don't know when it came on, um amazon prime but it's there now and it's an old uh well, older it's about like a 10 year old show called justified with uh, timothy, oh, yeah, timothy oliphant yeah yeah I've, who I've, I've always enjoyed it's really good it's a good show right set in oklahoma and uh he's a u.s marshal so i've watched two or three episodes of that of course picard that we are caught up on and uh, oh my, my wife so and i the series and so finale, the series tomorrow. finale tomorrow but it's it's longer right it's like two hours i think Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, it's it's more than just one hour. Uh, apparently, they were showing it at IMAX in the state a few places. And so, mm. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, 
Yeah, there was a big reveal in episodes uh, in the the last episode. Yeah, as to who is behind, that's right behind everything. And uh, they just released. Uh, they're going to do a movie with uh, uh, Michelle I Yeoh. Jack, I think Jack Crusher is going to do something. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh is going to be doing a Section Thirty One movie. Oh, okay. Um, so oh, that was kind of they, fun. Well, they've been talking about doing a series, but of course, she's in pretty high demand. So I think they they've said Paramount's managed to do a compromise. It'll be a two hour standalone. So these things called short treks. This yeah, yeah. will be like a, a long trek, right? But a one off, uh, two hour maybe two and a half hour movie with her uh, coming in 2024. I've been watching, um, what the hell else I've been watching? I'm just catching up on Star Trek Enterprise because I never watched the whole series the first time. And um been reading, reading a lot about business brokerage actually. So, wow. Yeah. There, there is a surprise, but I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to better call Saul episode six, uh, season six. You, well, I've been watching The Mandalorian, so The Mandalorian ends. Oh, yeah, that uh, too, of course. That ends, uh, well, it, it has, so we're recording this on a Wednesday. Yep. Um, and uh, today is the day that uh, the... It'll uh, drop. It has dropped. Uh, yep. Is this, this the is last, the will they do, are they doing a fourth season? Have they oh, I suspect it? they will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's going to, it's going to end okay. because it ends too, too complicated to end so right um yeah it's it's kind of interesting and who's your favorite character in mandalorian well i like dinjar and by far i Uh, like bo katan but i also like bo katan a a lot more than i thought i would yeah um um yeah like i think it's a you're not a grogu man (laughs) no now that he started speaking uh well he hasn't well he says yes and no right now yeah well gotta start somewhere but you haven't seen The Mandalorian yet. Uh, you can't avoid the like you get on YouTube and there's just so many, you know, clips and that's why I, like last week I, I said you know I told Paulette we gotta watch it was like Wednesday or whatever said, or Thursday night so we gotta watch Picard because I've already caught like glimpses of spoilers and I'm like ah, I don't want to see it right yeah, exactly so you gotta be jumping on these things quick because so many people come out immediately with their analysis and oh the the speed at which they come out with it is yeah. shocking so it's like those movie trailers where the or like a teaser trailer the trailer is two minutes long and they come up with a 40 minute analysis on, of, of, of everything of and, a trailer and and they're they're slick they're put together they're super slick it's they've amazing. captured all kinds of clips and like um well, I guess if you're a full-time YouTuber, you know, you get I good guess, at it. I guess, but holy smokes. That, I mean, that's a lot of work. Absolutely. Um, still watching The Night Agent. Uh, right, I've been yes. watching Picard. And um, still watching Picard. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So, You know, in the southern states, they refer to it as Picard. <laughs> Exactly. anyway we should wrap it up for today um anyway coming up to episode 100 shortly i know amazing okay sounds good i'll talk to you later you bet bye-bye 